Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Have you ever thought a workout wasn't for you because you didn't look a certain way? If you've ever sized yourself up against the strong and self-assured looking people in the weights room or at the front of a spin class, found yourself lacking and then talked yourself out of getting stuck in, I would implore you to listen in closely to today's episode because today's guest gets it. Hey, welcome back to Going For Goal, the women's health podcast. I'm your host, Roisin Dervish-O'Kane. This series, powered by Nike, we're exploring running and all the amazing things that it can do for you. Nike Run Coaches will be on hand with all the tips and tactics you need to create your own running practice or elevate an existing one, whether you're around the park plodder right now or after a new 10k PB. But running is about so much more than putting one foot in front of the other. And if you've not yet been alerted to just how transformative it can be, it's time to strap in and prepare to be inspired as I speak to some truly impressive women about why they run. Today, it's the turn of Dora Atim, Nike run coach, youth mentor, and founder of Ultra Black Running, a trail running collective for black women and non-binary people. Remember what I was saying about body image? At 18, battling body dysmorphia and convinced her body's curves precluded her from being an athlete. My friendly yet formidable guest never would have imagined that running, of all things, would prove the conduit for finding not only self-acceptance, but self-love and that she'd feel her most empowered and embodied while donning bright lycra on a run, rather than at a rave. In today's episode, she shares that evolution and what she's doing to pass it on to the next generation. She also shares the moment that inspired her to form Ultra Black Running, a moment in the summer of 2020 when many in black communities worldwide were struggling with the collective trauma following the murders of George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery. It was a moment where she learned in a very visceral way, that for black women and non-binary people to enjoy the nourishing power of rural areas, a community or a safe space needed to be formed. Somewhere for feelings of freedom, healing and joy to grow. Let's meet Dora. Dora Tim, hello and welcome to the Women's Health Podcast, Going for Goal. Amazing, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, 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 same. How are you doing today? I'm good. A little like sweaty and, you know, <laughs> rushing around, but I'm all good now. Like <laughs> A very busy woman. Yeah. A woman who wears many hats. So we're chatting to you today in your role as uh, a Nike Run coach. Yeah. So one of my hats includes me being a coach for Nike Running, which is super exciting, but I wear multiple, which we'll obviously get into. But yeah. Talk to me about those. Talk to me. What's in your hat collection? In my hat collection. So, you know, Nike Run coach. I'm also 
a coach for young kids. I work with young kids as well in schools. Uh, I'm also a youth mentor, so I do a bit of that. And, you know, vibe bringer, you know, <laughs> cheerleader, you know, whatever you want. That's, that's me, server. yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, all really purposeful, purposeful things, but just, um, yeah, all through movement, I guess. So what I really want to know is about your running journey. So how did you get to where you are to where you are now? When did you get the bug? So do you know what? My running journey is always one that I'm super excited to speak about because it was kind of accidental. Um, and I actually, back then, it was a few years ago, I hated running. I didn't like, my perception of running was very different to what it is today. You know, I thought I had to be like super lean and skinny and um, look and set away and run super fast. So I, I always like kind of just backed away from that. And that's mainly, you know, what I've, because obviously what I've consumed as a child, like I was watching like marathons on TV and stuff. So I'm like, that's running for me. Or like school, you're like, when you say to someone, oh, yeah, we're going to run, it's like either I'm too tired because I, I can't run for a bus or I think back to school when I had to run on sports day. Um, How was that for you? Do you know what? I didn't actually hate it that much in school, but I, I wasn't at a level to take it seriously or anything. So I think it was just kind of like, and it was just like pee. Um... So yeah, sport wasn't actually massive in in my upbringing unless it was in school. So mm. um, it's interesting where I am today. But running for me started, I was invited to a boxing class with a friend and it was kind of like the, the I was like 18 or 19, you know, body dysmorphia was like well and truly, you know, made themselves at home. And I was like, okay, I might just try this out. And it's also, it's, it's still a bit nerve wracking because you're like in a gym and you're like, oh, everyone is like super fit and they look a certain mm. way. Um, but I tried it out and it was really good. And the coach then invited us down to keep training with him. Um, and I was like, this is incredible. So I caught the boxing bug. And then I wanted to obviously become better and the coach suggested to start running. And then like, I just remember the feeling. I was just like, oh, this is where it ends. <laughs> um, I was like, this is where it literally ends because, okay, no more boxing because I'm not running. Like I'm not doing it. Um, but it was mainly my own fears and like, because obviously perceptions. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm so unfit. Bearing in mind, I've been like, training for, for months and I was like, I'm not fit boxing. to start running and, and all that kind of stuff. But, after a few weeks, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna have to try um, and just see what happens. And for me, running was always late at night because I was so embarrassed. I was like, what if someone sees me like struggling or like I'm out of breath um, at traffic mm. light? But I wanted to streets to be empty, so if I needed to stop and catch my breath, like no one would see. Um, and also, I just didn't feel right in my body as well. Um, so it was just a whole a whole mixture of things and I was just really trying to connect with running but I wasn't. Mm. Um so I was like, you know what, if I run for like five, ten minutes, no one's like who's gonna tell me off for not running longer than that? And then even so, like, who's timekeeping? Who's telling me I have to mm. run a certain amount of time? So I I just gave it a go. It was like five, ten minutes. It was it was interesting, I'd say. Um <laughs> I was living in West London at the time, so it was quite like hilly near like Notting Hill so I was like oh why do I, why do I choose here um but I there's something in me that was like you know just it's a new thing so just keep trying and it was always late at night it was never like during the day because I was just I was so embarrassed and it's just crazy to think of that to this day but I just kept going and I was like you know what I'm gonna have to just give it a good shot so I love house music. So I remember like setting a playlist and p 
put it on my iPod. What was um, on it? It was so Nike Run Club app, and then the playlist was like Ministry of Deep House. Oh, and yes. And I, I still have some of the songs on my running playlist to this day because I'm just like, yeah. Uh, and I love raving. So raving is a huge part of my life. Um, and it's how I kind of like, I don't really rave that much anymore because obviously like post, post-COVID, I'm like, where are the clubs? Um, <laughs> yeah, quite. So now I just like, it's in my head when I'm running. So I'm just, I just think of like that. Um so I put the playlist on and I just went for it. And I just remember going, you know, just, just do as much as you can. Just do as much as you can and, and just see. And I remember running 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes towards like Hyde Park, straight road. Um, managed to get to Marble Arch. Saw the time, freaked out. And I was like, my family are going to absolutely rip me to shreds because it's so late at night. So I was like, don't stop, just turn around and go home. Um, and I remember getting back to, to Shepherd's Bush and my app was like you've run 10 kilometers and I was like what um 10k without stopping and I was like that is crazy to me because I'm not a runner and I don't really like it and I don't really see myself being a runner um so I was I was was so like the sense of achievement was incredible but it was still like "Mm, you know what what's kind of next I don't really know what to do with this Mm. um continue to box but then there was something like oh you should keep keep the running thing because that was quite a big achievement and I didn't really shout about it that much. Um, so, you know what, long story short, I f- forgot about boxing. It's sad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Coach Floyd. Um, and then I just kept running and then I was like, okay, I'm going to build myself up to run with someone or run with a group. And at the time, there was a, a Nike run club in Westfield. Mm. And I remember their Vault t-shirts, like the Pacer t-shirts, and I love bright colors so I was like oh that looks really fun I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> took me weeks to build the confidence because I, I was going through that whole like oh, but these people look really fit these are like runner runners you know um, so the body dysmorphia was body dysmorphia into your confidence even back, though you yeah. knew that you could run a 10k yeah so it's all coming back again and I was just like oh my god what is this anyway cousin of mine dragged me to the store and pushed me in and I was like okay I guess I'm here now I have to to do it and did the run I was like the slowest at the back it was hard everyone was talking about like oh I'm doing a half marathon oh I'm doing a PB and I was like what's a half marathon and what does PB mean (laughs) um it was honestly like a whole new world but everyone was even though I felt like really rubbish um everyone was so nice everybody was so nice and I was just like oh this this is okay I'll keep going um and then I was just like what is even a 5k race but then there was one in Hackney at the time for free. And I was like, sign up, YOLO. Sign up with a friend. Friend cancelled on the day. Oh, and no. I was like, I can't believe I have to run this race on my own. Uh, which I did. And it was incredible. Had a good time. But it was very scary because these are like hundreds and thousands of people. Um, and I'm by myself. And I was just like, uh, okay, I'm not doing that again. Um, but I started to feel a bit more like accomplished. I was like, okay, this feels like, I feel like I'm finding myself in in this sport now Mm. um even though I knew like I'm not going to be in Olympics and I'm not here to break any records um and I actually started to forget about what I look like like it's not about weight loss it's not about looking a certain way I started to actually forget about that a bit um because it's the way the way it was making me feel and obviously Mm. like I can bring my music aspect into it and the way I dress into it so I was like this is fun what's the next race? So I was like, what's, what, what can you do after 5k? Can you do like 6k? And it was like, no, it's 5, 10 or half. And I was like, okay, I know I can run 10k, 
Um, so actually, it was a Nike Women's 10K. So Nike been in my life for a long time. Um, since the start. Since the beginning. So Nike Women's 10K. And it's all women. And there was like a training journey. So it was nice to meet other women. And the thing was is that there were so many different body shapes mm. and all of that. And I was like, wow, okay. Some people have never actually run before as well. I'm not the only one that hasn't run ever um, or is like super new to the sports. So I was like, oh, this is this is not bad. Race day came. It was scary. It was hard. But I kept saying, you know, you run 10K before you can actually, you can get through, you can get through this course. Um, did that. And I was like, oh, this is, this is incredible. I actually remember feeling like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm a runner. I could, if someone asked me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a runner. So I've always I've always had a passion for educating. Um, I, I've always wanted to be a teacher since mm. I was a child. I've always wanted to teach. Um, then obviously as I, I grew, I just started coaching kids from like the age of 16. So it was more like after school clubs, sports, more like physical activity, just like things for kids to do in their spare time. And that was what I was doing. There was no real kind of goal with it because I just loved it. Mm. Um, I knew, I was like, I'm going to go and study to become a teacher at some point but it didn't happen um and then I found my passion through running and I and what I started to find is that all the little lessons I was learning from running I was bringing into my work uh, as I developed as a coach I then found youth mentoring and then running really started to play a massive role because you know you can tell young you can tell teenagers to run they'll probably be like eh. but I was telling them about the lessons and even of things around like body image mm. and, and what sport can do for you, not necessarily in sport, what sport can do for you in life. And obviously I caught the running bug. So I signed up to like all the half marathons, all the marathons. Um, I also love to travel. So I've, I've traveled and done marathons all over the place. But again, those lessons I can bring. So that journey from your 10K, um, the Nike Women's 10K, how soon did it take you then to go from that to running a marathon? A uh, couple of months. Well, wow. I think it was like six months later, I was like, I'm going to try and train for a half marathon. Yeah. And that was very scary because you're like, this is double the distance and this is now like unknown territory. I don't know. Very different ball game. Yeah. These runs are looking longer than an hour. I'm like, what's going on here? Um, so that was like, okay, I really need to tap into getting support and I don't know I actually don't know what I'm doing so it takes you back into that scary place again mm. um but I stuck to it because I'm like you know what it's, it's left right repeat like you know what else what else do I need to be doing um so that was a, that was a real journey because it's kind of it's kind of lonely as well because none of my friends were really you know training with me to do the half marathon um were you raving with them we were absolutely raving. And I was like, do you know what? I've got a long run tomorrow, so I'm leaving early. Or it was like, you kind of have to start moving things around in your social life. And that's that's when it became hard because it was sort of like, oh, how bad do I really want this? But You, you know, didn't manage to convince them even with your Deep House ministry playlist. That, no one was convinced, you know, <laughs> to this day. I loved what you were saying there about how running almost helped you feel at home in your own body and in within yourself at a really weird transitional time. I don't think anyone enjoys being 19, do they? No. Like, it's a hard <laughs> yeah. time. So much pressure to be having fun. You, you feel weird in your body. You feel weird in your life. Um, I want to move you on slightly to talk about the amazing community that you've built with Ultra Black Running. Can you tell me a bit about what it is, Anna, why you set it up? 
yeah so ultra black running is a collective um basically designed for black women and non-binary people to basically feel and live their best selves through trail running and being in the outdoors and it's specific to trail and outdoors and all of that mainly because of where it came from and how it was brought to life so tell me about that for me uh Obviously, we we all experienced the traumatic um, Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd and even Armand Arbery. And for me, that was a really... I was grieving at the time. Like, I, I was like, I don't really know what to take of it all. And I think because the entire world was watching and listening and talking... I was like, I feel very seen, like, and it's, and I just, I was like, I don't really know how I, what society, I just, I just feel very seen, I feel very, I feel like I've been stripped open, um, and I was also staying in the countryside at the time, so now mm. all I had was like either running near the dual carriageway or running on the trails. And I was like, and people drive differently in the countryside, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the trails, um, and obviously nature is so beautiful, and especially when you're outside of London, it is, there's lots of it even in London, but at the time I was far away. So I was like, oh, this is quite nice. And it's completely, un- I don't know it. Like, I don't know these areas. I was born and raised in London. I don't know what, what this is. Um, so I, I played around in the trails for a bit. And then, you know, I was still going through all those feelings and trying to process those emotions. And for me, it was quite difficult because at the time when I was out for runs, you know, I had people stopping me and asking what I'm doing. And I'm like, you know, the, I feel like the timing, first of all, is incorrect. Like, get the timings right, read the room. We're all, there's a global uprising, sweetie. Like, this is not a time to stop me. And I also feel like it's a bit rude because you'll stop it. You can physically see me running and you stop me. And I think, oh, maybe they're asking for directions or something. But it's oh, like, what are you doing? And to be honest, maybe some people meant no harm by it. But for me, it was a lot. And almost saying that, inferring you shouldn't be here. Right. You shouldn't be in these green pastoral spaces of the country which you're a citizen of. Yeah. You know, you feel, oh, okay, maybe I don't belong in these spaces. And I started to really suffer with um, bad anxiety uh, during during that time. And I, did I actually stop running for a little while? And if I did go out for a run, it'd probably be like 20 minutes or so until I felt those feelings again or even saw another person. I'd probably be like, oh, okay, just run on the other side. Like, you find yourself doing things just so nobody thinks you are doing something wrong. Not, it's not that, oh, maybe I don't piss somebody off. It's, I don't want to, you know, annoy anybody. And that's, when I look back, it's such a crazy way to feel and think. Absolutely. And was this when you were in um, the countryside or is this when you were back in London? Did that this feeling was persist? In the, in the countryside and I was yeah. like, I kind of just want to go back to London now. Um, I just, this is probably why I won't ever leave London because, you know, it's my little safe space. Um, but then, you know, you, I remember, I don't know what the moment was, but I was like, whatever. I just remember like at the time where I was not running much, I was just sort of like listening to music and finding new playlists, finding new albums. And, you know, I'm, uh, I would say hyper visible on the internet as, as people who are like in the running space and it's a real tight knit community yeah, isn't it and super right? super engaged yeah and at the time I didn't even want to talk to anybody because you know you have loads of people reaching out asking about running lots of people took up running during lockdown which is incredible incredible but I still felt like I just don't want to talk about it because I'm going through it at the moment um but you know I was just like 
it actually helped me. People reaching out who like were really stuck on how to get running or what they want to do. It really did help me push through those like horrendous moments. Did it remind you that you had something to give? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? No, this is why you're doing it. You're like, you know, this is your this is what you're doing. This is your life's work. This is you educating young Dora who wanted to be a teacher. You're now educating. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to have to keep running. Like if it's if someone's got a problem with it, that's their problem, not mine. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So I remember running and it was like this real breakthrough of tears when I got to like this middle bit. I like listened to really incredible uh, album and album's got no no lyrics no nothing it's just like house but it's more like afro funk. And oh, go on, give us the name. Sounds it's, great. Um, it's called Black by Coloda Song, and I still listen to it to this day. And it, every time I listen to it, I just like smile because I'm like, oh, this is how Ultra Black was born. Um, and I listen to it at the end. It's 45 minutes long, and I listen to it at the end of like most of my marathons. Because I know I'm like, okay, get me get me to the end, Kilo. Um But yeah, this real breakthrough. And I was like crying my eyes out in this forest, like crying. And it was more just like tears of joy, happiness. And like, it's also like grief. Big sadness, release. Big, huge release. And I was like, oh gosh, like, what was that? I know you feel alone and it's isolating, but you can do it. Like, let's just go. And I was like reaching out to my friends. I was like, I want to just share this feeling. Who wants to come on a trail run? And obviously that response was like, no. And I was like... <laughs> Killed that dream. Um, managed to get some 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 gals together, and we ran through Epping Forest, uh, and it was incredible. There was no there was no uh, intention for Ultra Black to become like this huge thing. It was just more for us to come together during a really hard time mm. in the world, especially as Black women as well. You know, we go through lots, and it was just nice to feel seen, feel comfortable. It's a safe space we can be. We don't have to watch the way we talk. Uh, people we will understand everyone's issues here so i was like okay let's just let's do it again and it was no like set weekly things out when i feel like it i'll give you the back the back signal um <laughs> so did another run in in crystal palace which is like you know nice mix of of road and and some trail just beautiful scenes and i remember from there the conversations that were happening afterwards 
and I was sort there was like this click like I think this has to be something now because what did you hear it was just different conversations about like sense of being and even it's like gender identities in sport and how people feel in the workplace um to cute running outfits and it was just like I just remember looking at everybody and how no one was holding back and you know there's laughs and there's people being angry and upset and it was just like yeah I'm definitely this is a thing uh this is a space this is and we safe spaces that word gets thrown around a lot this is actually a safe space I'm gonna have to make this a thing so I just posted a picture on Instagram I was like, mm, okay, let me create a new account. And then Ultra Black is obviously like, I want to I want to run an Ultra one day. Um, but now I know that I don't have to do it alone. I have like a whole community who are going to support me to do that. But we can all support each other. And Ultra Black is not for Ultra Runners. It's for anybody who wants to feel alive in the nature. Nature is so beautiful. And it saved, it saved me uh, during such a hard time. And then from me putting that Instagram out there, the the response of people wanting to come down and join. And it was like, I didn't have to explain myself because people who are marginalised groups, it's not easy just coming out and saying, this is a space only for, you know? Um, and it's not because we want to be divisive and it isn't divisive and the right people understand that it's not. Um, so yeah, it got good feedback, obviously some bad, but it's serving its purpose absolutely and yeah especially as you say that vehicle in creating that not just a space but a space that needs to be created in order for women to in order for black women and non-binary people to get those benefits from being in nature especially if you live in urban areas especially if you are kind of surrounded by brick and concrete most of the time all those benefits from being the countryside that you know, you live in, you live in this country, like that's yeah. for everyone to enjoy. Yep. Um, and what do you think it was specifically about, you say that that time in nature saved you. What comments did you get from other people about how beneficial it was to be um, sort of in the countryside and around all this green space? Someone uh, made a comment that they enjoyed seeing me smiling. And for me, that was huge because obviously, like, obviously the, what I was going through, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't, was actually aware that I was smiling. Um, and other people are smiling and people are happy and they're feeling joyous, even though we're going through a really hard time in life at the moment. Yeah. But it was still something that was keeping people going. Yeah. And this is out, even with running in the wider running community, when people are talking about, you know, running is, is, is the reason they got out of bed, you know? And it's huge. Like mm. running is so much more than races. We had no races during the pandemic. You're running to your lifestyle now. Yeah. I like to think of it as, you know, zombie apocalypse one day. I'll be able to run some distance um, to get away. But um, <laughs> yeah. the pandemic really hammered that in, hammered that home yeah. for people. Yeah. Like, you've got to be strong for the end of the world. Absolutely. But um, yeah, running is, is part of your lifestyle. And it's, it's, it's running is what you want from it. And it's, it's yours. Like you don't have to do it because you want to run really fast or run races. Um, and that's what I really wanted with Ultra Black. And I feel like I'm achieving that. And yeah, it feels incredible. So I wanted to kind of bring you back there on that 
point about why it's why it is so important to have um a safe and unique space for um for the group who attends um ultra black running have you experienced any challenges and setbacks in founding it and and growing it and what have they taught you yeah many many setbacks um i think the first one was just the amount of backlash i received uh and wasn't ready for because i was just trying to do something positive and i didn't really know how to feel about it or or respond to it um and that was yeah it's quite yeah that taught me a lot and i feel like it made me a, a lot stronger person than i am um i like to think i'm quite resilient but this one i'm now like hard as nails um, <laughs> extra layer yeah, second extra skin. layer you know and that was quite hard and i wasn't trying to grow it into anything i just wanted people to feel safe mainly because of the experience I had and I didn't want anyone to feel like that so I just wanted to create a space and you know 30 years time 40 years time there won't need to be a space for ultra black but it's more for building confidence you know people are now like confident enough to sign up for a trail race because you know you've got a group together and you know that races are not going to be as diverse but guess what we can start attending these races because we have to be the change if we want to see it right when these groups are created all we need is support because it's creating change for the entire world not just us right um so yeah but growing it scaling it has never really been on the agenda it has just naturally grown Mm. um in five years time i wanted to have a race to bring everyone together we did it in year one so that was like incredible that was events is not my thing event planning is not my thing I've learned that and I'm okay with it yeah. um, <laughs> but it was beautiful we brought the entire running community down and where was it all, it was in Ken in Mopham yeah and the, the goal was to to try and get 50 black women to come along and that was what happened and just take them on beautiful. a journey and I had good partners to work with and yeah the feeling I still can't really put it into words but that's what I wanted then and then I think the entire running community got to see and understand what allyship is and how to support groups. And can you almost paint the scene for me? Like, that's such a beautiful image. As you said, you managed to get a crew of 50, um, 50 women to come and run. When you were kind of reaching the end of that, did you have a moment when you looked round and what was the setting like? What were the expressions on people's faces? I just really want to picture that scene. Yeah, so I remember it, spe- the, it was the end for me because when I got there in the beginning, I was sort of like stressing, like, ah, I, just, I just want everything to go well, nothing to go wrong. And for me, it was the end of most of the races. There's like multi-distances, so it's like 6K, 11K and 23. And for me, that was beautiful because of random numbers. Um, and I love random things. And it was like, you don't know what to expect. How do you train for 6K? Who knows? Yes. How do you train for 11K? Who knows? I like that. You know? Yeah. So at the end, I remember people like coming in from their races, people like supporting one another. Um, I had family there. I had like, and I think I was just looking around and it was just such a mixed crowd. Everyone from all walks of life. There were dogs there. There were children there. And it was people from all races, all backgrounds, all ages, there was house music, people were dancing and I was just like, can you believe that we've got like my favourite songs happening and you know, DJs, we have black women here and I was just like, this is a rave but we're running 
and the food was incredible and the sun was shining and there was like not one ounce of bad vibes mm. um and everyone was just laughing and there was like slips and trips on the course the course was hilly people were like falling over got it all on instagram it was just so just laughter and joy and that is what trail running should be yeah, I was going to say joy was the word that is definitely yeah. um, coming up for me when you were describing that. And so powerful that that's, you know, within, not sure if it's a similar place, but within a rural setting where what the year before you'd been made to feel yeah. like you couldn't take up space and that you weren't welcome. And how beautiful that you'd, I'm so sorry that you went through that and someone made you feel like that, especially at such a globally horrible time for everyone and then on top of that on top of the pandemic the trauma that yeah. I can only imagine after um the kind of explosion of the Black Lives Matter movement and I'm so sorry that someone made you feel like you couldn't go out and do this thing that was good for your body and your mind mm. it's infuriating but how beautiful and powerful a kind of I can't swear, can I? But what a beautiful fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just, that's, yeah, that's a really, um, that's a really gorgeous scene. So you you had a five-year plan. You nailed it in one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. What's what next? I, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, well, so the title of this podcast is uh, Going for Goal. So can't let you go without understanding what is what are your next big things that you're shooting for and let's let's start with um ultra black running so i think now with ultra black running we now know the trail space and we now know what we're capable of and we now know how you can you know use movement for for good and i feel like it's unlocking some some uh, truths i want to say People are starting to realise, oh, I, I think I can do a trail race or I want to do a trail race. I would love to incorporate trail running when I go on holiday. I'd love to, you know. And I think there are some races that some of the members are going for um, this year and next. And I'm making sure I do everything that, that happens. Yeah. Um, and for myself, is also, yeah, taking part in my first ultra, well, first official ultra. Uh, when is that going to be? That is going to be October this year. It's going to be in, I believe... Sussex somewhere haven't really read the details because I'm just like the more I read I'm going to be nervous <laughs> so also remind for listeners and actually me shamefully <laughs> how long is an ultra marathon an ultra marathon starts from like 50 kilometers like 30 ish miles mm. um longest I would have have run at once so I it's been a goal for such a long time so I'm just I just said you know what just train and see what happens. Just gonna go for it. I did. A, I did try it last year. Didn't get far. Uh, I went to Azores, Azores in Portugal. Oh yeah, those islands. I went oh, to an yeah. island. Attempted a fifty k there. I kind of knew this is a bit of a big goal. Went for it anyway. Didn't make the second cut off point. It was the most horrendous journey to that cut off point. Went ran off course. Fell in mud. You name it, it happened. But um, I was. Was amazed about the amount of press I got from it because of my Instagram stories. Um, saved it as a highlight. If anyone wants to go and have a laugh, it's all there, like raw emotion. <laughs> I was like, feet submerged, all of that. So oh, I was like, God. round two, we'll go again. Yeah, somewhere else in the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when your feet are soggy and submerged yeah. in mud, it's only an hour train home or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really intrigued to ask about body image because you 
you talked at the start there about 18, 19 year old Dora feeling, you know, totally alienated and unhappy in her body, feeling like she couldn't be a runner. She wasn't fit because she didn't fit the, the correct mould. And you started talking to me about this this journey of how running helped you feel more at home in your body, kind of earlier on in your in your running career. Where are you at now with your relationship with your body and your self-love since you've been on this kind of massive running journey? You know what, you know, body, I think body image is always going to be a topic of discussion and we, sometimes I feel like it's, we'll never be at peace with it, but I definitely go through very long periods of time where I am at peace with it. Um, I don't, I no longer train to look a certain way, like aesthetic, all of that stuff is way out of like my thought process now and I think that's because I know what I'm capable of and I have to be grateful like bodies our bodies are such incredible things they're very Mm. precious most expensive things we own you know and they're going to fluctuate your body weight your body is going to fluctuate throughout your life um and especially as a woman as well it's going to literally fluctuate for your whole life so be a piece of it you know it's not easy it really isn't but I found that dressing the way I've dressed and I love bold clothing, even I'm plain clothes today. I love wearing prints, loud colours. Yes, there's and, some amazing looks at know. a Nike event <laughs> recently. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> for me, I'm like, yeah, because, you know, and you can see all of my curves or, you know, like, because obviously I used to worry when I was younger, like, oh, I really have really thick thighs and, like, my boobs are really big and all of that. But I'm like, nope, I have a right, I have a good sports bra. That's what I invested in, good sports bra, good leggings, you know, and the rest is, like, whatever. Runners come in all shapes and sizes. Um, absolutely and I feel great I feel powerful in my body and we you know we have I know it's not easy but we have to love it and running helps you with that and running absolutely helps me with that and not because yes it keeps me fit is because I feel I feel like a bit of a power ranger when I'm running in my like loud clothes you know absolutely I love the power ranger analogy and it's like it's something that you said earlier when you were talking so I guess when you were um talking about preparing for the ultra marathon and actually for that first marathon you said something which is basically like all you can do is train and then was it left left foot right foot repeat yeah left right repeat that's literally what you're going to be doing so that's it <laughs> isn't it and that's really the, it. and that's the same approach that you have through running and kind of extending these races going from being amazed that you've done 5k to doing an ultra marathon isn't yeah it? <laughs> i know I'm like it's really hard to try and explain this these things to my family because they're just sort of like why why do you need to run so far yeah, I'm like, why I just, so far i just feel like i unlock new things you know and and it's not in running so i unlock confidence in different things and projects and relationships and it's just yeah. it just teaches you so much about life totally you know and the the way that you get to the next stage and the way that you get to a a better place and the way that you achieve success it is just left right repeat that's all you can do isn't it keep showing up keep showing up left right repeat keep moving forward and that's it well i think that is a really beautiful place to end i'm grinning from ear to ear you can probably hear it (laughs) you can probably hear it in my voice but i think it was that scene you painted of um your guys race absolutely beautiful dora thank you so much for coming on the women's health podcast game for gold Thank you for so much for having me. I've been really enjoyed uh, sharing my story. <laughs> Could talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Now, Dora, I am going to hand over to you to open the coaching clinic. Exciting. All right, sweet. Let's go. So the first question is from Laura, who asks, I really want to like running, but I've never enjoyed it. What do you recommend? Um, Okay, so for this one, you know, we always want to be doing things that we love. And I think try and find out what it is that you don't like about it and try and tap into that or, you know, really break it down make it fun make it your own how could like what ways can you make this run great is it running to your favorite coffee shop and rewarding yourself with like a nice coffee or cake um is it running with someone that you absolutely adore and makes you laugh and keeping it nice and short so you can have a good time and kind of forget that you're running but still doing something great for yourself but yeah just try and find ways to make it fun and that way you'll start to enjoy it Okay, next question Aisha says, why am I always getting injured? Now, this is quite a common one and one I see a lot with people who uh, start running out. Um, I think speak to a medical professional, someone that can really tap into your movement history, your running history, because there could be some pre-existing situations there. Um, Running comes with many factors many things make running straightforward and great it could be down to the amount of time you recover in between runs it could be the footwear you're wearing it could be the amount of rest sleep um even your your nutrition and I know when I first started running I spiked my mileage up way too quickly and then I started to experience injury so it could be even that but I definitely think speaking to someone that can really give you that insight into your journey and connect the dots I feel like you can find a way to move forward with running and do it in the best way possible to prevent future injuries and create bulletproof bodies you know but yeah speak to somebody and hopefully you get out on the road soon okay final question Katie asks how often should I be running a week that's also I don't know. I think with this one, it'll be great to figure out what your goal is. Like, what do you want from running? Do you, Are you training for a race? Are you training for a specific distance? Um, also ask yourself, how much time can you commit to running in a week? Uh, I know when I'm training for races, I know I have to hit a certain amount of miles in the months. But when I'm not training for anything... I completely strip it back. How often should I be running a week? Mm, Once, twice, three times. It really depends on how you're feeling and what you're working towards because running is yours and your running journey is really, really tailored, specific to your life. So figure that stuff out and then everything else will kind of make sense. If it's just to move, maybe once, twice. If it's to train towards something, what's the best way to gradually build up? And I think I probably recommend speaking to maybe a running professional or come and find me. Um, And I can help with that as well. That's all from me for today's episode of the Women's Health Podcast, Going for Goal. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. And remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.